The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. Strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, we're going to talk about the bond market today, we're going to talk about the Federal Reserve, we're going to talk about Social Security, estate planning, you name it, we talk about it, and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this is going to be no exception because this week we have a show full of boring financial stuff. But before we go further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Why, thank you, Jack. And uh, I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, and we get to work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. And that is people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. And if that is you, then our firm is here to serve you, to help you. We want to do everything we can to facilitate what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. That is your retirement. We want you to go play and have fun and do all that stuff and not spend one moment worrying about all this stuff. Now, um, recently, Barron's in their infinite wisdom, I have to say, uh, named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. Actually, they did that eight years in a row, which is uh, mind-boggling. But without our beloved and most valued clients, I know that we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. Um, And so let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, We're going to talk about the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and the bond market. And I entitled this segment, The Fed to the Bond Market says, Go ahead, make my day. (laughs) Do you have that drop, Jack? Can you play it, Zor? Go ahead, 
Make my day. There you go. That was Powell talking to the Federal Reserve because right now there is an arm wrestling match galore between the bond market and the Federal Reserve. And we'll talk about all that, how interest rates are playing out, what the Federal Reserve thinks, and all of that because it's extremely important um, to know and to adapt to. Also this week, I want to talk with you about a strategy that we use to help to control risk. And it's called rebalancing. And, for, and so for this segment, um, unless you're in your car or something like that, what you're going to need to do is, uh, or, or working out, I know a lot of you listen to the show while you're on the treadmill or something, but uh, if you are at a place where you can get a pencil and a paper, um, we're going to have an interactive segment, okay? So I'm going to ask you to draw some stuff on a piece of paper to help illustrate what I'm talking about. But we're going to talk about a strategy to control risk, which is called rebalancing. Okay. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk again this week about uh, how to strategies to maximize your Social Security benefits. And you guys make my life very, very easy, my job easy, by sending me questions that you have with regard to Social Security, and then I endeavor to answer those for you on the air. So you give me the fodder for the show, and I appreciate that. My email address is ken at rpoa.com. If you want to send me your questions, I will try to answer them for you on the air. Now, also, this week, I want to talk with you about uh, the foundational philosophy that guides the investment of our client's money. And that is that we believe that you should invest, but also protect what you've built. That only investing without any strategy in place to protect what you've built, we think is flawed. And that strategy is called buy and hold. And we think buy and hold is flawed because it should have a third step, which is and sell. If you don't have a sell strategy in our view, then you're going to ride the ups and downs and be subject to the vagaries of the markets. And sometimes the markets are not your friend. And when they're not your friend, that's not a time to be playing. You know, we like to only play with our friends. So the buy hold myth that we want to debunk this week is never sell anything. Just buy quality investments, sit on them forever, rebalance them, and your job is done because the market always comes back. Yes, the market always comes back. So, I'm going to talk with you about that particular notion that the market always comes back. Okay, we'll, we'll tackle that one later on in the show. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. But on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And uh, this is where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, so this week, we're going to talk about actually doing the opposite. Okay, so the the segment we're going to do at about 10 till is entitled, So... You want to cut your child out of your will, do you? (laughs) So we're going to talk about if that is on your mind, and maybe it's not, but you're curious to know if you wanted to, because every once in a while, those greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs do get on your nerves, and you do consider writing them out of the will, but you think better of it. But in case you were considering it, we're going to go over the pluses and minuses and how to do that. So we'll have that for you at about 10 till. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and I'm sure you'll stay tuned for the entire program. Uh, I want to announce something that I finally have been given permission to say, 
because uh, my daughter uh, basically told me that I was not allowed to say this until she gave me the go-ahead. And so I'm going to say it now. I am now free to tell you that I'm going to be a grandfather. And it's so exciting. My daughter has announced, uh, she said that we can uh, now tell people, and it's going to be a boy. And so I'm going to have a little grandson. Looking forward to that and uh, all that comes with it. I am told by clients many, many times that once you have a grandchild, it will change your world and you will love your grandchildren more than you love your your own kids. (laughs) So we'll see if that's going to happen. But uh, anyway... I'm very excited, and those of you who are grandfathers and grandmothers, uh, uh, congratulations to you, and I'll uh, keep you posted on how that's going. But she's uh, she's due Labor Day, actually, which is kind of funny. She's due actually on Labor Day. So we'll see how accurate that forecast is. Anyway, so let's talk about the Fed and the bond market and uh, Powell uh, last week telling the bond market, go ahead, make my day. So here's what's going on. The uh, Federal Reserve uh, did uh, gave a, uh, I guess, a press conference or, yeah, it was a press conference. And basically what they did was they answered questions about, you know, when are you going to raise interest rates? Can you not see that with the stimulus, with the vaccine, with everything that's happening, that the economy is going to zoom, it's going to boom, we're going to have all kinds of inflation, and you need to head that off by raising interest rates now. And what are you waiting for? And if you look at the long-term bonds, the 10-year has risen to, you know, quite precipitously, and the yield curve is steepening, and what are you guys doing? To which Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve uh, chairman, came out last week, and he said, hey, guys, listen to this. We are no longer, while we're in this period right now, going to be looking to make interest rate decisions based on forecasts. So if you think about, he said, we're going to only make decisions based on actual data. So that's, that's a big, big, big departure from what the Fed has traditionally done. In fact, he said, you guys are going to have to get used to that because I get it. It's different. So think about what he said. Basically, in the past, what the Federal Reserve did was it would forecast where the economy is going. Okay, so we're this, our economy is like a big, giant cruise liner. It's a big ship. And to turn that sucker around, you got to start early. You can't like wait till the last second and then turn it because it's not going to work. So... They try to forecast into the future, is inflation coming, is the economy slowing down? And as they see that into the future, they start adjusting the levers. They start uh, raising interest rates or lowering interest rates to heat up the economy or cool it down and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of want to keep everything kind of smooth. But what he's saying now is we're not going to do that. What we're going to do, because this is so different, this pandemic, the amount of people that are, that are uh, um, unemployed, all of that stuff is just so different now that we cannot forecast it. So therefore, we are going to see when the data comes. That's when we're going to do something about it. And until then, we're not. So then the question was asked, but if you do that, you're going to overshoot. You're a big ship. You're a big liner. And if you get to the point where suddenly you realize inflation is coming, you can't turn the ship around that fast. And what he said was, you're right, but I don't care. We are okay with overshooting and overheating the economy because what we don't want to do is undershoot and then the economy sinks back into recession and now we got to do some really crazy things to make it happen. So what does that all mean? It means we are headed for a rocky ride, folks, <laughs> because if the Fed's going to be reacting to data, then what's going to happen is they're going to make announcements because here's the data and now we're going to do something and that's going to cause people to freak out because they couldn't plan for it. So what I suggest to you is stay calm, 
Don't get overworked. The bond market is right now, we believe, overshooting on the whole thing. We believe as it always seems to do. And so what we think is things will settle down and the fundamentals will apply. The fundamentals are what the bond market is worried about, we think will in fact happen. The economy will boom. Vaccines will get people out doing stuff. They'll spend money. The stimulus package will encourage more spending and more investment in the stock market for that matter. And we think that we're going to see new all-time highs in the markets. And we think the bond market will stay stabilize uh, in just a, maybe a couple of weeks. So that's our outlook. So stay diversified, stay disciplined, don't panic is basically what I'm saying here and expect new all-time highs. Now, having said that, I could be wrong and we could have terrible things happen. Inflation could heat up. We could have a massive recession. A new variant to the virus could show up. If any of those things were to happen, there's lots of reasons why you could be nervous about this market, which is why we believe you should always have a strategy that protects against the downside. So what I encourage you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And if you do that, then what you can do is attend our next seminar. It's, it's virtual, no charge or obligation, where we talk about strategies to retire with, protecting your principal, fighting inflation, social security, taxes, all that kind of stuff. So rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to control risk with a rebalancing strategy. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And... Uh, Thank you, Jack. And I am a uh, senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies. We work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And these are people who are embarking on what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. This is your retirement. This is where you get to go and play, enjoy the fruits of your labor, and uh, be carefree and worry-free, go to the beach, play golf, travel, of course, once the pandemic is over, uh, <laughs> and do all that kind of stuff. And our job, as we see it, is to help facilitate that. We want you to have financial peace of mind, and we want your money to last as long as you do. And if you want, we can even work with you to see if it'll outlast you. But uh, many of our clients have told us that, you know, if, uh, if the money runs out by the time I, I, <laughs> I die, I'm okay with that. I've raised my kids. They're on their own. So how, wherever you fall in that spectrum, we'd love to meet you and see if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, Financial Times three times named us one of the top 300 uh, financial advisory firms, and uh, we're, we're flattered by that, obviously, but we know that without our beloved and most valued clients that we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you, we thank you, we appreciate you, and uh, if you're not a client, our website, once again, is rpoa.com. So I want to talk with you now. We're going to have an interactive segment, so this is going to be fun, all right? I'm gonna, now, if you're driving or something like that, then don't do this. But for those of you who are, are have a piece of paper and a pencil, um, get one. And uh, so what I want you to do, and hopefully you're, you're ready, because I did say this at the top of the show, so hopefully you have your pencil and your, your paper. And I'm going to do it along with you. i got one in, right in front of me. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you, at the top of the page, in the middle, I want you to write the number 200. Okay, so we're going to say that that is $200. Now, below the 200, I want you to draw a big circle, all right? Have it take over like maybe half the page. Um, and uh, we'll 
test how good you are at drawing circles. I've been drawing this circle so many times, I'm actually pretty good at it now. So that's circle. Now, up and down, straight up and down, in the middle, I want you to draw another line. So basically what you're looking at now is a circle that has been cut in half into two pies, into two pieces of the pie. So at the top, we have 200, so that's $200. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put $100 on the left side, and we're gonna put $100 on the right side. Okay, so basically what we said here is we have an investment portfolio. We have $200 we want to invest. So we're gonna de we've decided that because of our risk profile and because of uh, you know all the stuff that goes into determining how much risk is appropriate and all of that, we've decided that we're gonna have a portfolio that is 50-50, okay? So we're gonna put $100 on one side and $100 on the other side. Now, let's say that the left side is invested in uh, something that does extremely well, okay? We've had this happen multiple times over the last uh, few decades that I've been doing this. We've seen emerging markets do it. We've even seen real estate do it. We've seen Bitcoin do it. We've seen technology do it. Whatever it may be, let's say the side on the left goes up. Are you ready? 60%. Wow, okay? So it goes up 60%. So put a plus 60 underneath the 100 and then draw a totaling line and then put 160 below that. So what you have on the left-hand side is 100 plus 60 equals 160, all right? Now, let's go over to the right side, and let's say that that side is invested in something that that year does terribly. Oh, my gosh, and it loses 10%. So now we're down $10, so put a minus 10. Again, total that, and now you've got $90 on the right-hand side. And now, total those two, so outside the circle, put an equal sign and write $250. So let's examine what just happened. We invested our $200. The left side went up 60%. We have 160 there. The right side lost 10%. It's, it's now at 90. So if you add those two together, you now have $250. Wow. So what happened there? You made 25% on your investment. Your $200 is now $250. Life is good, right? But now, ladies and gentlemen, what we have is a problem. The problem is that we are 70-30. So the side on the left is no longer 50%, and the side on the right is no longer 50%. And if we decided that we are going to remain in a 50-50 portfolio, and that is the amount of risk that is appropriate for us, then now our portfolio has morphed into a 70-30 portfolio. And this is more risk than we said we wanted to take on. And also, if you look at history, what you'll find is that if something went up 60%, it's going to be the one that's most likely to go down next. And if you look at the one that has lost money, it is most likely the one that will go up next. So therefore, we actually have 70% of our money in what probably is going to go down and 90 and 30% of our money in that which probably will go up. So how do we fix this problem? What we do is we rebalance. So what that means is we're going to, we want to get back to the 50-50 again, which means that now what we're going to do, and back to your paper, you're going to say a minus 35 on the left, which will bring you back to the 125 on the left-hand side, and then a, minus, a plus 35 on the right-hand side, so 90 plus 35 brings you to the 125. So now you've got 125 on both sides, you're back to 50-50, and you still have your $250. Now, what did this do for you? Well, several things. First of all, as I said, it controls risk. 
because what could happen is the side on the left could go up again, and you could end up being 90% in that. And that happened to people in the technology era. And what happened there is they had 90% of their money in tech, and when tech fell 90%, they lost 90% on 90% of their money, which is 81% of your money. That's not good, okay? So by rebalancing, you are uh, uh, mitigating that, that situation. The second thing you're doing is, if you think about it, what did I just do? I sold the one, I bought the one that was low, and I sold the one that was high. And buying low and selling high is the preferred method, okay? I've met people who've done it the other way, and they tell me it just doesn't work very well, okay? So, <laughs> so this is a strategy that we do in our firm for our clients, and it's called rebalancing. Now, of course, I gave you a very simple example here. Uh, if you'd like to know more about that, what I'd encourage you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com, and uh, if you click on meet with an advisor, then what we'll do is we'll sit down with you virtually, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, go through your entire retirement plan. We'll look at uh, how much money you have, where you're invested, social security strategies, income tax strategies. We'll also show you how to rebalance your portfolio and keep that risk under control. We'll talk about a bunch of stuff no charge or obligation. If we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Either way, we will part friends. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com and uh, click on meet with an advisor and we'll look forward to meeting with you. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have strategies to maximize your social security benefits. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, and uh, this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, the bond market. We talk about uh, inflation. We talk about uh, social security, which we're going to talk about in this segment, uh, controlling risk, passing on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. And all of that, if I wrap it all into a ball, what we're our goal here for you is two things. We want you to have financial peace of mind, and also we want your money to last as long as you do. And uh, I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, and uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So everything we do is geared around having you sustain the lifestyle that you want throughout your lifetime. And we call that your second childhood without parental supervision. So whatever that means to you, if it means uh, giving back to charities, if it means playing golf, if it means traveling, spending time with your grandchildren, whatever it may be, we want to facilitate that for you. And we want you to have that peace of mind that would be so great. So um, our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently Forbes named us best in state. In the, and, and, you know, Forbes is, I think, smart people, but I know that without our beloved and most valued clients, they would not even know who we are. And so all you clients out there, we thank you so much. We appreciate you. We value you. And uh, we will always endeavor to do our very best for you. Now, one of the things, <clears throat> pardon me, that comes up in conversation almost, I would say for me daily with clients and others, is uh, social security and how to maximize my social security benefits. So how do I do that? And so what I do in this segment every week is I ask you guys to help me out by sending me your questions, <clears throat> pardon me, and uh, if you send me your questions, then I'll endeavor to answer those for you. So <clears throat> let me do the first question here. That, and by the way, if you'd like to send me a question, my, my email address is ken at rpoa.com. Okay, so send me your questions, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I, the first question is here, I am at full retirement age. 
of 66. However, I filed for benefits when I was 64. I wasn't working, so I started to receive benefits. Several months later, I suspended my benefit. So what he did was he, uh, he called uh, or went online and, and told Social Security, I don't want to get my benefit anymore. Um, I did, but I did not repay what I received. I just suspended future payments. I hadn't received any benefits until about a month ago when I started drawing my benefit at age 66. So, question, can I repay the benefits I received and then file for a spousal benefit now? The reason I'm asking is, is because if I can get half of my spouse's, it would be more than my own. So, the answer is, it's too late. Sorry. Okay, you opened your record two years ago. You have one year to repay all the benefits if you want to do it differently, okay? But because two years have passed, you can't go back and undo what you did, okay? So that's the first thing. So um, the important lesson here is that you do get a do-over on your Social Security, but you have to do it within the first year. So if you file, decide you didn't do it the right way or whatever, you repay all the benefits that you got in that first year, and then you can uh, do it over. You can stop it. You can change it. You can do it a different way. But once that year passes, what you have done is essentially cast in stone. All right, next question. Is there any advantage to taking spousal benefit before the end of one year rather than waiting until the next year. I turned 66 in July. Can I get payments retroactive back to the start of the year? A friend of mine is getting a lump sum payment of approximately $13,000 for this reason. Whoa, uh, is this possible? Well, sometimes Social Security will pay six months of retroactive benefits but only if the person is eligible for benefits during that six-month period and never back before the period of your full retirement age. So you turn 66 in July, they're not going to pay you from before that, okay? If, so therefore, you don't get retroactive benefits. However, the advantage of taking your spousal benefit now rather than waiting is that you'll get more checks. So if it's appropriate for you, go for it. So those are some answers for you. One of the things I think it should highlight for you, ladies and gentlemen, is that Social Security is a very complex system. There are lots of rules, and uh, there are so many different variations of how and when to take your Social Security. I would strongly recommend that you don't do this by yourself at home, okay? I would seek out a professional, talk to somebody that knows all of the rules about that, or at least understands them well enough to help you to make informed decisions. So what I'm going to offer you here is if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And when you're there, what you can do is you can click on meet with an advisor. And if you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you. And right now we're doing those things virtually. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll go over your entire retirement plan because Social Security has to fit within the entire game plan. It's not all by itself. So how much money you have, the income tax bracket you're in, your age, your health, all those kind of things play into when and how you should take Social Security and what's the best way of doing it. And the key thing to know is that if you don't do it properly, it could cost you thousands, if not tens or hundreds of thousands over your lifetime. So if you go to meet, if you click on meet with an advisor, we'll look forward to working with you with your entire retirement plan, which Social Security is part of. So rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, hey, never sell anything because the market always comes back. Don't worry about it. Wrong-o, moose lips. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. 
Thank you, Jack. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, Social Security, the Federal Reserve. We talk about the bond market, estate planning, you name it. We talk about it if it has to do with retirement planning. And uh, we try to make it more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And uh, I am your host, as I mentioned, and I'm senior partner and retirement and, and uh, founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, as the name implies, we're a firm that specializes in working with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. And that is those of you who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, you are about to embark on, I think, the most wonderful journey of your life. Many studies have shown that people in their late, in their middle 60s to middle 70s, it is the happiest time of your entire life. Did you know that? The second happiest is when you were 20 years old and you went to college. <laughs> so what is that? What do those two have in common? Lack of parental supervision. So once, once you retire, we call it your second childhood without parental supervision. And we want to facilitate that and help you to enjoy life. And if that, if you would like to talk with us, our website is rpoa.com. We have lots of stuff. We podcast this show and many other things. So rpoa.com is our website. Now, for clients, we do a, a bunch of things. We, we help with Social Security strategies, income tax strategies, estate planning strategies. Uh, we, also look at, we also manage our clients' money for them because we want you to go play and not worry about it. Let us handle it for you. And so the foundational philosophy behind how we manage our clients' money is that surely we do want growth. And I know what you're saying. Don't call me Shirley. But uh, we do want growth. But So growth is important. But protection of principle is even more important, okay? Because if you spent the last 30 years of your life building what you've, you're going to retire on, you've got your nest egg, you've got the retirement money that is going to support your lifestyle, and you get a 2008 or a Y2K or something like that, and that will significantly impair your money's ability to support your lifestyle and maybe impair it forever. And you may have to go back to work, which is not a good outcome, or you may have to reduce the standard of living, give up on the things that you wanted to do, which is not a good outcome either. So we believe that uh, the traditional philosophy, which is buy and hold and stay in forever, don't worry about it, it'll all be okay, is flawed. And we believe that you should also have a sell strategy. You should have a strategy to get out when harm is coming and, and hopefully protect yourself from big, bad losses. And our strategy of invest and protect is the one that told us to sell in November of 2007, which was a year before Lehman collapsed, for those of you who remember that. And, and uh, we told our clients to stay out for the entire year of 2008 uh, during the credit crisis when the S&P fell 57%, the stock market. And so we want to help avoid those kind of things, and our strategy helped us to do that. Now, I want uh, to go over this week with you what we call a buy-hold myth. And the, the people who want you to buy and hold say that, you know, you shouldn't worry about this. You're a long-term investor. Just relax. The market always comes back, so don't worry about it. Okay? Just relax. Well, let me tell you, I want to, I want to go back and I want to talk about the Japanese stock market, the Nikkei. So the Nikkei peaked in 1989. 1989, folks. And... What has it done since then? It's down about 25% from its peak in 1989. And we're, what, 31 years later right now? Or 39 years later? 
Give me a break. So if you're a Japanese investor and the market fell, all of that, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to stay in because you know it's going to come back one day. Well, if you were 60 back then, you're 99 today. All right. <laughs> and your money still hasn't come back. <laughs> you may not live long enough to see your money back to the value it was before. But you're saying, wait a minute, Ken, come on. That's the Japanese. They don't know what they're doing. They're not the Americans. We are American. We always find a way. We are the best. And we we persevere. And we will win always. Okay, I'll grant you that. But let's go back and look at the Great Depression in our country. What happened there? Well, the Dow Jones, as you know, if you are a, 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 a viewer of history on these things, you know that in 1929, there was a Great Depression. There was a stock market crash. The Dow Jones fell 91%. 91%. Think about that. So if you had $200,000, you are now left with $20,000. All right. You lost 180000 of your $200,000 in that market crash. And what the buy and holders would have told you during that is, hey, don't worry about it. I know you only got 20000 bucks left, but it'll come back. Everything's going to be fine. Well, first of all, I don't know how you live on $20,000 if you were planning on living on 200000 Okay, I don't know how you do that. So that's the first thing. But secondly, how long did it actually take for the Dow to get back to where it was before the crash of 1929? Anybody want to take a guess? Well, I'll tell you. It took 25 years. It was 1954 before the Dow got back to where it was in 1929. So yes, it did come back. And yes, the buy and holders are right. The market did come back, sure enough. But you know what? You had to wait 25 years to get back to even. And if you're living on your money while you're trying to get back to even, you're spending it down. Farmers call that eating your seed corn. And if you eat enough of your seed corn, then when growth season comes, guess what? You may not have enough seeds left to plant. So this notion that it's going to come back one day, that's okay, fine. But in the real world where I live, where I have clients, and I'm where the tire meets the road, I don't want to subject them to the possibility that it could take 25 years or 31. You know, I don't even think the Nikkei may ever get back to where it was. You know, I don't know if it'll ever do it. It may never get back to even. So my advice to you and my suggestion that I I ask you to think about doing, (laughs) I can't give advice over the air, just so you know, uh, is that you consider having a strategy to protect yourself against big, bad, down bears. Okay. And so what if the market comes back? The equivalent of that is saying, you know, if a tornado warning goes off, I'm not going to go hide because, you know, if it flattens me and knocks me out, yeah, I'll go to the hospital and maybe a year from now I'll be out of the hospital and everything will be fine and I'll recover. That's not a good strategy. So what my suggestion is that you look into what we do, which is invest and protect. So if you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, if you go to our website, It's rpoa.com. If you click on meet with an advisor, what we'll do is we'll schedule a time to visit with you virtually. And then we're doing that currently that way. And uh, what we'll do is we'll go over and we'll help you build your retirement plan. Soup to nuts. We'll look at Social Security, income taxes, estate planning. Um, We'll go over with you how our strategy works, our invest and protect. And we'll give you all of that at no charge or obligation. If we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Either way, we will part friends. So rpoa.com is our website for that. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters. And I am Ken Morayf.
This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And uh, thank you, Jack. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. So we talk about the stock market, social security, income taxes. We talk about inflation, the bond market. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all this boring financial stuff. And, uh, you know, we have two goals for you. Uh, one of them is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want to worry about all of this stuff so that you don't have to. And uh, we want you to have your second childhood without parental supervision, your retirement. Um, I want to tell you a quick story about Frank Sinatra. You know, when my wife and I were dating, and gosh, that was uh, 36 years ago. We've been married 30, golly, it's going to be 37, 30, yee, I should know this, 33 years in about uh, three weeks. Um, more than that, 34 years. <laughs> Jack knows me better than I know myself. But when we were dating, and I guess it was 35 years ago, um, Frank Sinatra came to town to do a concert. And I said, we have to go see Frank Sinatra. And she was like, why do I want to see him? He's old. He's overweight. He's, you know, he's past his prime. And I said, if we don't see him now, we may never get that chance. And so I drug her to see Sinatra because I was a huge fan, and uh, he lit up the place. I mean, he still had it. It was just a great show. So one of the greatest uh, performers of all time, in my opinion. Anyway, this is the show. This is the time of the show where we don't talk about music and Sinatra. We talk about estate planning, which is passing on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And this week, we're actually going to go through the opposite of that. And I'm going to have a segment that I've entitled, So... You want to cut your child out of the will, do you? <laughs> and so, you know, there have been times when I've felt that way too. Uh, believe me, I thought better of it after that, but uh, certainly there were moments. But uh, if that's something that you are thinking about, then we're going to devote this segment to talking about that. So before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And of course that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're talking about you want to cut your kid out of the will, right? Or not? Okay, so first of all, inheritance disputes are as old as the Bible itself. Go back to Jacob and Esau, right? So, uh, and, and there's, interestingly, of late, the trend in litigation with around estates and trusts and all that has is is escalating higher and higher according to the National Association of Estate Planners and Councils, and so it's actually a a, a growing industry uh, of litigation. Now, in my opinion, a good attorney should assume that a will or a trust is going to be contested. Okay, you should start with that. There's going to be a lawsuit. It's going to get contested. So. You need to do everything in advance to cut off the potential for litigation, 
Okay, that I think should be standard thing. You should start with that. Don't think everything's going to be fine. Everybody's going to love each other and it's going to be kumbaya. When it comes to money, unfortunately, people get excited. People do things that you never expect them to do and uh, you should plan for that. All right. Now, one of the things that, that I've found with clients is that when they say that they want to disinherit someone, um, first of all, it's usually not because the, the parent hates the child. It's usually because the parent got their feelings hurt by the child, okay? So you got to be careful that if your feelings got hurt, that you don't jump on and say, okay, that's it. I'm cutting them out of the will. Give it some time, you know, because unfortunately, I think a lot of estate planning lawyers, they just want to do what you tell them to do. Ka-ching, right? <laughs> I want to cut them out of the will. Ka-ching. That's going to be... Hasta la vista. Baby. <laughs> so that's going to be three or four hours of work at 250 bucks. I just made $750. Thank you for that request. So, you know, look at what's going on and be aware that what you are doing may be an emotional reaction and you need to kind of chill for a while. Now, the thing that you don't understand if you do disinherit someone is it puts a huge amount of pressure on the other kids if you did not disinherit them. Okay. Suddenly you're going to have a rift in the family and, you know, <laughs> It can cause problems. So really think about it before you do. There are strategies that you can use if you want to cut a child out of a, out of a, a, your will. There are what are called sprinkle trusts. You can create a sequential risk. You can, uh, I'm sorry, you can have uh, sequential wills, I should say. So there are strategies you can use to disinherit a child. But really think about it first, okay? Because you may be reacting emotionally to them hurting your feelings, which I find is about 99% of the time. So that's my tip for you this week. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I want to invite you to attend one of our uh, retirement planning sessions. We have uh, uh, virtual seminars coming up next week. We have one on uh, retiring during these uncertain times. And boy, are these uncertain times. A lot of volatility in the market, new all-time highs, pandemic, the Federal Reserve with interest rates, all this stuff that's going on. And uh, having somebody guide you through all that, I think, would be a bonus, a plus, something that would help you to have peace of mind. And we'd love to uh, have the opportunity to, to uh, go attend our, our virtual seminar, learn a bunch of stuff. Uh, we talk about how to fight inflation, which we think will come. We talk about the fact that uh, int uh, taxes may be going up soon and what to do about it. We talk about how to protect yourself from the next market crash, that the IRS wants to tax you. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Those guys, they want to tax 85% of your Social Security. When should I have to beat that? Tons and tons of stuff. So if you go to our website and you register for the next upcoming virtual seminar at rpoa.com. Now, you know what this show's over already? I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate plan 
finding information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.